As much as we enjoy making these podcasts, we also love listening to other horror podcasts. Our guest today is Sapphire Sandalo, the host and creator of Stories with Sapphire. It's a podcast that shares supernatural stories from around the world. She shares with us how she got started with her experience with the paranormal and a touching story about her lolo. Enjoy. Today on this episode, we have a we have a guest. Um, I actually heard her podcast around three weeks ago. I was looking for things to listen to on on Spotify, and I I found her uh, podcast. What's interesting was it's a mix. It's a mix of personal stories. It's a mix of other people's stories and a mix of research stories. I'm assuming. So, Safar, can you tell us about your journey in the paranormal? From your first episode, you told us that you were you started to interview your grandfather about it. Is it okay to share your story for that? Sure. Um, so my obsession with the paranormal and ghost stories began from a very, very young age. Um, the concept of ghosts and spirits was something that was always discussed in my house. Um, so it was always something that in my head I believed to be real. And my grandpa, he had just a bunch of different stories and experiences from when he lived in the Philippines. Um, he's seriously seen and experienced everything. So Aswang, regular ghosts, uh, white woman, uh, yeah. what else was there? Capre, <laughs> Duende, everything. Um, yeah. And so there was one night, I remember my grandparents came to our house and we were all eating dinner and my, my grandpa had told some of these stories before, but I don't remember why that particular night I decided to record them. Um, I had a little, like a tape recorder, maybe maybe because the tape recorder was new, I'm not sure, but uh, we had this idea to record my grandpa's stories. And um, I, I use bits of that cl- uh, bits of that audio in my podcast, which I think is really cool. <laughs> yes, um, it is. <laughs> yeah, I wish the audio was better, though. You can't super understand it, but I can. Um, yeah, so it, that's sort of how it started, just um, being immersed in it from a very young age. Like, I don't remember a time when ghost stories were not a part of my life, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, from your extra, you talk about for Patreons, you could offer uh, to read, do a, t- a tarot reading. So when did you start to experience or, I mean, uh, what's your first experience with regards to the paranormal? Um, you know what is so funny is that people always ask me, oh, well, you must have some yeah. wild stories because you do this work. And honestly, not really. Okay. <laughs> I think... The th- like I think the reason why I am so interested in learning about people's experiences is because I have had so few. And okay. it actually really wasn't until the last year or so where I would say that there's been a couple things that I would probably deem paranormal. I'm still not sure yeah. if they were, but they could be. Um, but for the most part, not a whole lot <laughs> has <Okay>. happened to me. <laughs> and that's why I'm so obsessed with people telling me about it. Um, I mean, I am, I consider myself a believer, but a part of me is like, I would like to, I want to super believe. And that's why I talk to so many people who've had experiences. From from the people you've you've interviewed, there's a a Filipina shaman, right? Yes, Lynn Pacificar. Actually, from her stories and the stories of the people we've interviewed who have a third eye, all the stories match up. And that's one of the things I want to ask you, given the... Mm-hmm. rich cast of cryptids and elementals we have here in the Philippines. 
I would assume that some of them are not local to our country. Mm-hmm. From the Americans you've talked to, who you could say have their third eye open, do they see little folk like our duendes? Large creature living in the trees like um, capres or tikbalangs? No, I would say that they don't talk about it. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's why I talk about it so much. Um, I, as you can imagine, I guest on a lot of paranormal shows. And yes, yes. Whenever they ask me, um, you know, what my favorite cryptids are, favorite creatures, I always bring up the Mananangal. That's my yeah. favorite one. And they're like, I've never heard of that. Like, it's so wild to me just because... You know, it's something that I've known my entire life. Something my grandpa also says he encountered (laughs) one day. Um, And so, yeah, it's really cool to share these types of things with people. I am literally learning about new creatures and folklore all the time. So that's it's just really fun (laughs) for me. Because recently I was listening to another podcast, a local podcast, and they were saying uh, duendes were particularly... uh, Playful, mm-hmm. and if the if you're good to them, they will actually find ways to give you money. Mm-hmm. And then we talked to this uh, exorcist, and he was saying he had they would call them bantais, uh, mm. guardians, sort of guardians. And these particular duendes gave him a car, mm. and he told he told us all about it. He told us all about it. He couldn't see them, but he had a friend who could. And then I keep thinking about uh, leprechauns. Because yeah. leprechaun supposed to be yeah, so so I see the the rela- correlation there that it's possible that in uh, Ireland they have the same elementals there. I, we have well, I have this theory that I'm not sure. Maybe you can answer this. From all the people you've talked to, the people who have an open third eye are they mostly hmm. Asian or have you heard Caucasians with lots of third eye stories? I have. Um... I, uh, for my podcast specifically, um, I like to seek out more Asians and Filipinos okay. just because there's such a lack yes. of yes. representation in um, specifically American media. Um, and so I seek them out. Um, but there is also a lot of <laughs> non-people of color okay. who um, have a third eye, have lots of experiences. But it's whenever I interview people, I always ask them what their lineage is. Yes. Because um, there's been a couple people who, like I thought, were white. And then at, during, like, as I was talking to them, I they shared that they had some Native American in them um, or something else. And to me, I feel like there's, I don't know, there there are ties to the spiritual world in every culture, but it it's it's different. For each like the like filipinos relationship to the paranormal i feel like is different from white people's or uh mexicans you know like it, it they're all a little bit unique because based on some observations because we've interviewed a few who have a, a gift or they're they have the sensitivity and some of them uh, most of them actually come from the southern part of the Philippines, Cebu going down. Hmm. So Cebu, Samar, Leyte. I'm not sure if you've heard of it also. There's this place in Leyte, Samar, they call uh, Sun City, Beringan City. Yes, I've heard of it. Okay, okay. So one of our co-hosts actually lives near that area and she's had tales from her grandmother of that of that supposed to be a modern civilized city. Hmm. So her grandmother's never been to Manila 
So this was maybe in the 60s. She's never been to Manila. So she's never seen to, uh, high-rise buildings with lots of lights. But she was describing it to them way before because she saw them. Hmm. She saw this city for some reason while she was walking home from church. Yeah. Right. Since you reach out to mostly Asians, did you notice any pattern mm-hmm. with regards to which race had more of a natural sensitivity to this invisible world? Or are you mostly looking for Filipinos to interview? Um, a majority of the people that I interview are Filipinos. Um, I actually, <laughs> every now and then, I'll just search for people on Instagram who are doing <laughs> paranormal stuff. Okay. And I'm like, hey, do you have any stories? Yeah. And most of the time they do. Okay. Which, and I'm like, I'm, not, I'm never surprised because most of them do. Um, yeah, so I mean, I guess I would say probably Filipinos. But I there definitely are... I mean, every I, I interview people because they have, yeah. uh, they've had some sort of experience. So, and I, I feel like I have a pretty diverse group of people that I've uh, yes. interviewed. And that's another, that's something else that's really cool is that just a reminder that like this is kind of a universal experience. Like maybe not everyone believes in these types of things, but it can happen to anyone. And that's something that I think is really cool. Looking at your, like your the stuff you're doing, you're doing this thing paranormal caught on camera. Have you seen? Have you caught stuff on camera aside from ghosts or elementals or? So, my role on that show is to comment on other people's mm, videos. Okay, okay. So yeah, so it's a clip show. So basically, what happens is people who think they've caught something on camera okay. <laughs> that they believe is paranormal, they submit it to the show, and then they have this like panel of experts comment on the video and sort of speculate on what they think it could be. Um, you know, the, we're not debunking anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about like if this is real, what could it be? And there's been a lot. It's really fun because. I'm the only Filipino person on the panel. Okay. Actually, the only person of color. And I've been trying to change that. I've sent them names and they're not doing anything about okay. it, but it's fine. <laughs> um, and so I've sort of become the resident, like, Filipino-Asian <laughs> commenter. When I I I think they, they are... They intentionally try to find more clips from the Philippines so okay, that I can okay. comment on it, which is fun for me because that's the stuff I love talking yeah, about. Yeah. So I get really excited when they have clips from the Philippines. Um, but yeah. Are you particularly interested in any, uh, with regards to the paranormal, are you more inclined to knowing more about the spirit realm or the elemental realm? or The stuff that I am personally the most drawn to is like ghost spirits, mm, demons, okay. um, things like that. Um, it. I used to think that like cryptids and aliens were a totally separate category. But the more that I learn about the paranormal, I realize that everything is sort of from the same stuff. Like it's all related to each other. Yeah. But we just view them as very different things. Um, so that's been kind of cool to learn. Like, um, you know, like, are you familiar with orbs? Yes. The you know, glowing, balls of yeah, light. Balls of light. Right. So when we see them here down on Earth, we think, oh, that's an orb. That's what we call it. But then if you see it in the sky, Mm. you call it a UFO. You think it's aliens. But really, it's the same thing. 
you know, so that's something that I'm learning about now, which is kind of cool. <laughs> that's a nice reveal. Actually, now that you talk about it, yeah, that 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 makes sense. With with regards to animation, uh, did you start out drawing uh, paranormal things or? No. So I was, even though I loved ghost stories and the paranormal as a kid, I was a huge scaredy cat. Okay. We all are. <laughs> like such a scaredy cat. Um, so even though I loved all of these things, I still distance myself from it uh i loved hearing the stories but then making it real with drawings i was like maybe too much even though my mom gave me this little book that i made i think when i was in fourth grade and it was like me drawing like a nightmare that i had and i was like oh that's kind of cool <laughs> so i guess i did sort of do spooky stuff when i was little but um yeah, most of the stuff I drew when I was little was Sailor Moon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anime, okay. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really wasn't until I got older that I like went full force into the spooky stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm not scared anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not scared anymore? <laughs> you know, I go back and forth. I have days where I'm like, I'm going to just mess around with the Ouija board and nothing's gonna happen to me and then there's other days where I'm scared to just be in my house alone I go back and <laughs> forth um, I mean I don't know if you could I have look I have like a Ouija board mouse okay. pad I have a Ouija board rug okay. I have a Ouija board yeah. over there like I'm all about it yeah, yeah. but then there's days because I'll hear some stories where people are like yeah I messed with the Ouija board and something really bad happened and then I go oh <laughs> so yeah I go back and forth <laughs> because based on some again some stories you've heard um and some theories from from people who have, who have a third eye. They say that if you do the Ouija board, you're not you're just attracting the one the elements or spirits nearby. So, hmm. even if you call on someone, if you don't have a certain a certain I mean a certain gift, you cannot draw them to you. Yeah, and that's I yeah I think the thing that makes me because I used to be terrified of them yeah. but now I embrace okay. them obviously <laughs> um, I think it's also part of my way of making myself yeah. less scared of it too um, but what I the way that I look at them um, also just learning about the history of them makes me less afraid but the Ouija board as well as any other tool in the paranormal world um, it's actually not necessary. Like, if you are going to communicate with something, you're going to be able to do it, like, with your body, yes. with yourself. Yes. Um, the the object is just there as a fo to help you focus. Um, but, like, I don't I don't have the gift. So I know that, like, when I use it, um, nothing's going to yeah. happen. <laughs> um, and also, I also know that intention is a huge part of yes. it, too. So if I'm not truly <laughs> intending on drawing anything to me, then I'll be fine. Um that's what I think anyway. <laughs> Actually, that's one of my questions uh, that came up from one of our interviews also. Where did you learn about that? You'd have, you have to have the intention to, let's say, to repel a spirit, to repel evil mm -hmm. feelings. Where did you learn about that? Huh, I don't remember. I think it, it's, a, it's, an, a, it's a culmination of listening to a lot of people's stories okay. um, and then... Yeah, I don't know if there was like one specific mm -mm, person mm -mm. who told me that or if I learned that one place, but that's something that I I gathered somehow where it's like, oh, it's it's just it's us. We are we are the, the Ouija board. <laughs> we are the tool to contact things. Uh, have, have you heard of Reiki? Yeah, uh, yes. Mm -hmm. oh, do you, have you talked to anyone or have you had experiences with that? You know, I haven't 
dot like dove too deep within that um it's something you know i i used to not so i guess like maybe years and years ago when i first heard of reiki yeah i i feel like as most people would view it as oh you put your hands over someone and then you heal them like it's very it's very easy to write off as complete nonsense but then the more that i learn about how energy works and how it affects us the more i realize oh of course it's of course that's a real thing um and then also like i have stories within my family um like there's a couple years ago when my grandpa was still here but he was very sick there was someone in my family went to go see him held his hand and then like my grandpa wouldn't let go and then he felt not my grandpa my uncle felt very drained and then uh when he let go and then left like after he um went back home like my grandpa felt so much better like he was walking again he was eating like he just got this burst of energy from my uncle and i thought that was so fascinating and it, it reinforced this belief that like oh yeah like the power of touch the power of people to transfer energy to each other like that's a very very real thing do you have a favorite story from your your family that you would like to i mean you recollect from time to time or share with others Hmm. yes i have a couple that i tell on every single podcast that i go to (laughs) which is so funny i wish i had i really wish i had ones of my own that I could share because I feel so bad that I'm like sorry family I'm going to keep telling your stories yeah. <laughs> but your stories are so much better than the like tiny ones that I have so this actually happened to my cousin when she was three years old and then my aunt so her mom and her sister they were outside of this of the bedroom uh my little cousin was in the bedroom just playing by herself and then all of a sudden she, all of a sudden she started screaming and so my aunt and my cousin go into the room and they see her crying. She's grabbing pillows and toys and throwing it in this one corner of the room. And then uh, my aunt asks her, like, what's wrong? Like, why are you crying and screaming? And then my little cousin says, tell the little red girl I don't want to play with her. <laughs> and so they were like, what? Because they couldn't see yeah. a little red girl in the corner. So they picked her up she was still crying so they picked her up and took her in the car and they drove to mcdonald's to try to calm her down uh and so they you know after she calmed down a little bit they were like okay we should probably head back home uh and clean up the mess that she made in the room so they go up to the room and when they open the door all of the things that she had thrown were put back (laughs) <laughs> Goosebumps. Oh. so they left again okay. <laughs> but like apparently so they i think my aunt was talking to one of their neighbors after this had happened and the neighbor told them that there was a little girl who had died in that apartment complex years ago and so she thinks that maybe that was her and what's so wild about this i remember when my cousins told me this because i was really little when this happened yeah. And I was like, I'm never going to her apartment again. It was so scary. And then now that we're older, I remember asking my cousin about that day. And I was like, do you remember any of that? And she was like, you know what? I, she was like, I used to 
play with her all the time. Like she wasn't like a, a stranger. She, but for whatever reason, that particular day is when she was like, I don't want to play with you. They got mad at you. Yeah. Or something. yeah, I don't know. Ugh, it's so creepy. That's like one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> so, so does your cousin see other things? Maybe she's sensitive to some. Spirit. Oh no, she is. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's in, so it's in your blood. I mean, that, that, mm-hmm. it's in your blood. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's on my. Actually, you know, I think it's both, on both sides. Um, my my mom's side definitely has more. Um, I know more of the stories on my mom's okay. side. My dad is a super skeptic, but he has had experiences of his own. Um, and there's been, there's like all these moments where I'm like, I think you're psychic too. <laughs> like that's sort of been the joke throughout our entire life. Me and my sister are always like, dad's psychic. But he, because he's a skeptic, he's never Aggressive, really like yeah. embraced yeah, it or, yeah. Dra- yeah, you know, admitted to it. But I'm like, man, how... Like how powerful would you be if you embraced it, you know? So that's why I'm I'm like, I wanna embrace yeah. it. <laughs> it's on both of my like both of my parents have it. So I'm like, why am I never experiencing yeah. anything though? So I'm trying to like work on that. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I ask, uh who's from mm-hmm. Cebu? Your dad or or both of them are from Cebu? Both of them. Both of them mm-hmm. Cebu. Would you know if your grandparents, Cebu also? Um, let me see. From both my sides, grand- from both sides. Just to just to uh, do a trace. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I know that my grandpa lived lived in the mountains somewhere, okay. and I cannot remember which mountain. Okay. Uh, I want to say he was from Negros. Okay. No. No. Okay. Does that sound right? Uh, um, and then my my ma- yeah. my maternal grandma grew up in Zamboang. Zamboanga. So that's still Cebu. Uh, sorry. Or no, no, no. Dumaguete. Dumaguete. My grandma grew up Dumaguete. in Dumaguete. Okay. Which is um that's still Cebu, right? Or no? I have to check. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> even I don't know. Um, I'm sorry. I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. There's so many islands. Yes. Um, <laughs> I it's so funny just because like I I obviously I only know the cities yes. that I visited or like mean something to my family, so I just assume everyone knows yeah. <laughs> where these places are. And I'm like, oh, of course. Why would you know every no, single city? I, I I know the cities, <laughs> I know the names, but geographically, I'm challenged. Just geographically. Yeah. Yeah. So I have I had to I have, I have to check. Have you been to the Philippines? Have you visited? I have. Yes, a couple times. Which part? Um, first time I went, always Cebu. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's always where we stay. Yeah, with family. We'll fly into Manila and then drive or fly again to. Cebu, Mactan Island, and then we stay there. How do you find it? Meaning, uh, did you see? I mean, did you experience anything while you were here, or just stories no. from from relatives? I haven't, and you know, it's so shocking to me that nothing has happened to me yeah. when I was in the Philippines. But I, I think the next time I go back, I'm pretty sure something will happen because <laughs> <laughs> I'll be more aware yeah, of it. Yeah. I don't know. I. Because one of the one of the people we talked to who cultivated his sensitivity, he's saying that if you keep looking for it, you're going to see it. You're going to find it. Yeah. Yeah. But if you if you intentionally shut it out, you're really not gonna connect. So again, it's that intention thing. It. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you you <laughs> you work hard on thinking that I want to see, I want to see you. You might see. Yeah, it'll happen for me. It'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's already slowly started happening. Oh, really? Okay. Can you can you tell us about that? Yeah, I mean, but again, like there are things that I 
could easily debunk, but I don't know. I mean, maybe that's how it all starts is like these tiny little things. Um, and it, it all like kind of happened after my grandpa passed in July of last year. Oh, um, yeah, he he uh, he was the like I mentioned, he's the one who had this like really strong tie with uh, all of these stories and ghosts and stuff. And so it was interesting because after he passed, I was like, I I need to see it. Yeah ghost like i i guess like i wanted it more than i ever wanted it before i was like because i want to like see my grandpa or like feel like he's here and like there's been moments where i'm like oh i think he is like showing himself um but again they're think maybe this is not paranormal but um like for example the the tuesday after he passed uh we all went to my grandma's house because we were preparing for the funeral and i was making the video slideshow and so i had all the photo albums out on the floor and i was sitting in front of my grandpa's stereo system and so it was behind me and then you know we're all talking whatever and all of a sudden i hear this sound and it's do you remember those cd changers where you can put like multiple cds yeah. in it and it rotates mm -hmm. so he had one of those and i hear that sound the sound of it rotating so i turn around and i look and i'm like what is that sound where is it coming from but everything is off so i'm like what? i was like did anyone i was like did anyone else hear that yeah. and then my cousin um the one who saw the little red girl um she was like oh yeah it's been doing that all morning and what was like kind of cool was that later that night my uncle called me because he, uh, I was no longer at the house, but my uncle was there and he called. He was like, hey, Saf, you heard the the stereo or whatever move or something, right? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's happening to us too. <laughs> like, so it's, <laughs> for, it's never happened before. Like, that's not something that it does. And so for whatever reason, that day, the that sound would happen and so my theory is like oh maybe grandpa was trying to play music for us because we were all there in the house or maybe it was just malfunctioning because yeah. it was old <laughs> i don't know so yeah it's like that one like it's kind of cool to think if it was my grandpa but again it doesn't necessarily mean it was him yeah but another really cool thing that i'm like i'm pretty sure this is grandpa <laughs> was um i i forget when exactly this was it might have been october of last year but um, so I added like a photo. I have a little altar over here to the left. You can't see okay. it. But I added a photo of him and me to my altar. So I sort of just like talked to him every morning. Just like, hi, Grandpa. And there was just one day where I was like, I would really, like, I don't know. I was just really depressed and down for a lot of reasons. And I was just like, Grandpa, if, you know, if you could make yourself known somehow today, that would be really cool and appreciated um and so i sat down on my desk and maybe like half an hour later um i you know my hands are here like you know working on my keyboard yeah. and all of a sudden i see this moth fly and it landed inches away from my hand and i froze and i was like grandpa is that you and i held my finger out and it flew onto my finger <laughs> And so I looked at it and I was just like, I was frozen. I was just like, oh my God, this is so cool. <laughs> and I was like, 
I was like, thanks, Grandpa. And then it like flew away. And then it flew onto my wall and it stayed there for like a couple hours before it like disappeared. Um, again, maybe yeah. it's not him. Maybe it was just a random moth that flew on my finger. But like just the, the timing of everything um, and also just like the meaning of moths in Filipino yes, folklore. Yes. I was just like, it's literally the spirits of ancestors. Yes, so I was like, yes. I think this is Grandpa. Yeah, it's a little stuff like that. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> And I mean, it, it's sort of a closure for you for, for wanting that for so long. Yeah. 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 Uh, moving to another topic. Do you believe in, uh, do you believe in uh, trinkets that you could use for protection? Do you use any personally? Oh, um, I know. I'm like looking around myself. Well, I have, I have like crystals and stuff. Mm, okay. But the thing about crystals, I, I kind of go back and forth on them. I think that it's the same effect uh, like how we were talking about earlier about the importance of intention. I think, I don't know if crystals inherently can do anything or if it's me believing that this thing represents a certain thing. And so every time I look at it, it's reminding me, putting me in the headspace of protecting myself. Okay. So like this one, for example, this is a selenite egg. Um, selenite is really good for protection like clear it's all of the like white clear crystals yeah. are very good for um clearing out any negative energy keeping these positive so if i believe that if i truly believe it every time i look at this egg i'm going to be reminded yeah. of that and then my my mind is going to be like you're protected yes. everything's fine you know so that's sort of how i see it that's the way that the, the least like woo woo way <laughs> of looking at it in my opinion uh well we've taken up a lot of your time uh, do, you, do you have any like uh advocacies or projects you'd want to tell us about yeah um i guess my podcast <laughs> yes <laughs> of course <laughs> my podcast is called stories with sapphire you can listen to it anywhere you just search for that name my name has two p's a lot of people misspell okay. it <laughs> um so uh, every every other week i release a podcast episode and um that the podcast deals with the paranormal more from the non-fictional side so i speak with real people yes. who've had real experiences um and then i offer my personal insight on their stories things that i've learned it's really just in like a documentation of everything that i'm currently learning you know like i'm technically a paranormal expert on tv but like you can't be an expert yes. in this stuff because it's you're constantly learning new things you know um and so that's every other week, every other Wednesday. And then I also have a YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Sapphire Sandalo. That's my name. Um, and so the weeks that I don't release a podcast, I release a YouTube video where I tell a fictional scary story and then I add animation to it. So that's more just like spooky fun type of like fiction. Um, yeah. I really like to say I love the podcast because when you put in the when the sound effects when you put I mean it's a lot of work uh, it's really beautiful thank you for thank you thank you for sharing it for sharing it to to everyone else thanks for listening to it <laughs> for us here in the Philippines it's a different perspective because it's Philippine Americans and it's about your story there it's about your experience there and Hindi uh, you understand a little bit of Tagalog naman? No, if I understand anything, it's Cebuano. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and only things related to food. Okay, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sapphire. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us and share your stories. Oh yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you again to Sapphire for sharing your stories. Your unique Filipino-American perspective is a different view for those of us who grew up here. For those of you who want to know more of Sapphire Stories, you can follow her on 
Stories with Sapphire on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. She's also on YouTube where she animates short horror stories. If you like lore and you like our podcast, you'll definitely like her podcast. If you have similar stories you want to share, email us at paranormalsph at gmail.com. We'd love to hear it. The Paranormal Podcast is engineered and produced by F90 Productions. Rate and review our show on Spotify, Pocketcasts, if you enjoyed it. Again, thank you for listening and stay safe. Thank you.